Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. There is a revival of politics happening in pulpits across America. Why should your pastor be involved or not involved in local politics, holding electeds accountable? Today we interview Pastor Garrett Graupner of Fervent Church. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a new friend of the program and a man I've been dying to meet. Pastor Garrett Graupner is a Colorado Springs pastor of Fervent Church, which has transformed the city. I'll just tell you that up front. By, by having his church available to organizations who come in to have political meetings on Wednesday nights, uh, on Thursday nights, just last night. Uh, the church is open and Republicans, or even better than that, like Tea Party conservatives and, and Jesus loving evangelicals are meeting in church to help hold accountable school board elections, state representative elections, even statewide elections in the state of Colorado. Welcome Pastor Garrett Graupner to the program. How are you, sir? Oh, thank you, it's great to be here. So most churches are not political at all, but you've taken the opposite approach. You're, you're, you feel like it's a, a responsibility under God from the Bible for your church, fervent church, to be involved in politics. Yeah, if politics is the right word, I would like to say that I'm probably not political. I more shine light into the darkness, stand right. up for righteousness where there's unrighteousness, shine truth where there's, there's lies. Uh, so in, in a sense, yes, it's political, but it's more a spiritual dynamic, I, I believe, because um, when people are killing babies, when people are uh, endorsing LBGTQ doctrines, you know, the, the alphabet mafia and uh, CRT racism, you know, as you know very well, that we're all created in the likeness and Im image of God, and there's one race, it's called the human race. Right. And so those are the three hills for me to die on. And I, and I fight hard and, and yes, we do. We have a lot of different groups at our, at our church that meet there. We have Appeal to Heaven, uh, uh, People's Rights, uh, FEC United, Spunky Patriots. And uh, it's been interesting because I've been able to build relationships with these people and, and know who stands up for the same values that I stand up for, as well as the Bible stands up for. And even the local GOP, uh, for example, the county chair, Vicki Tonkins, mm -hmm. of the Republican Party has held GOP Central Committee meetings in, in your church. Yeah, and those were really revealing. I mean, we, <laughs> we saw the light versus the darkness in that as well. Uh, you know, uh, you know, people get mad at me for saying the word uh, rhino, so I guess I'll just call them the establishment cabal on this show. So let's I talk don't about the term. Anybody. I, I want to <laughs> ask that because you have said from the pulpit, I've, I, it's been told to me, you want to be the chief rhino hunter in Colorado Springs as a pastor. Uh, that's a provocative term, and I'll tell you why. Uh, as a conservative Republican, I use the term from time to time. Republican in name only means that it's a Republican official, but they vote with the Democrats. I'll give you an example. Um, 
just now at, at the federal level, three Republicans voted for Ketanji Brown Jackson to be yep. sent to the Supreme Court. They are Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, yep. and Susan Collins. Three Republicans voted with the Democrats. Is there a better term for those three than Rhino? Yeah, absolutely, trans Republican. They identify as a Republican, but they're actually Democrats. <laughs> Trans Republican, that's clever. Uh, why, why are you angry about this? I, I don't know if I, I, I think my righteous soul is vexed. I mean, if, if somebody says that they don't know what a woman is it, because they're not a biologist, I mean, I'm not a meteorologist. I don't, is it snowing outside? Absolutely, it's snowing outside, right? right? I, I mean, the, the folly of that is mind boggling to me. And Mitt Romney, I mean, uh, you know, we've known about him for, for quite a long time. But, but here's what's happening. Uh, we're fighting against ourselves, yeah, and everybody's calling for unity, but how can we unify with darkness? How can you and I, as Bible-believing, God-fearing, trying to stand up for righteous, righteousness men, how can we possibly align with darkness? I mean, the Bible's very clear, right? What it's, fellowship has light bam, with darkness? I was just going to quote that. We're, we're not... Uh, to hang out with those people or endorse them and certainly not vote for them, even if they're within our own party? Yeah, I mean, I see people, you know, they vote for CRT in our schools. You know, we've seen, you know, people in Denver that call themselves conservative Christians. I think the term that I think separates us from everybody else is if we're not America first constitutional patriot Christians, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make um, we're gonna fellowship with darkness. We're gonna make partnerships with people we shouldn't make partnerships with. I mean, how could they possibly vote for somebody in the Supreme Court that has that that won't say yes? This is a woman. This is a man. I mean, that's a that should be a hill to die on for every Christian, right? Yes. Uh, and and I'm not claiming they're Christians by any means, but it should be a hill to die on for every conservative too. So if they do not take that stand, then you have to ask the question, are they truly conservatives? Your definition of conservative comes from the Bible. I Correct. mean, you, you, you have a, a Christ-centered foundation from which you evaluate these issues as they come up or statements of candidates. Um, are there other people who redefine conservative now? Because there's there's a fight for that word. Well, physical conservative, you know, yeah, you can have anything on any social issue or any cultural issue you want. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I you know I want to balance the budget and have you know taxes, you know, lower taxes and blah 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 blah. Fiscal blah. issues, defense, conservative, so national security is important. Yeah, but you're talking about. Christian issues, and right. particularly abortion and- Top and three, my top three, and I say that these are my three pillars. This is, these are the hills I will die on. These are the hills that I'll call out any, any politician or any pastor that calls himself a conservative Christian on, and that's number one, abortion. If you suck, I mean, it's a sin against nature. I mean, everybody thinks there's three sins in the world. You know, you sin against yourself, you sin against God, you sin against another person. Well, Roman makes it pretty clear that there's, a, there's, a, there's another dynamic, and matter of fact, that dynamic, anytime any, any nation sins against nature, that nation is sure to fall. And we have two of those right now, okay? We have sucking babies out of the womb, and the second one is, uh, transgender, LBG, you know, the alphabet mafia, LBGTQ, whatever, you know, those things. Those are two sins against nature. And I think we're in desperate trouble because we have normalized those, in, including in the church. 
Uh, and then the third one, of course, is racism of any kind. You know, um, one we're of against my, racism. Yeah, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. His name's James Gordon, and he's we just hired him as a co-pastor. I've known him for 24 years. Um, he he he's a black man, and my kids don't see him as as a person of color. They've never mentioned it. They don't look at him that way. They don't look at his girls that way. Uh, but what CRT does is it makes you look at people a certain way and separate them by by the color of their skin, which you and I both know is just melanin, right? right I mean, that's right. all it is. Yeah. The same blood, God created us in, in his likeness and image. He made us the human race. So those three things, abortion, uh, sexual identity, gender fluidity issues, and uh, CRT, intersectionality, and, and racism is what it, it was basically what it is. Those are three hills to, for me to die on. Now, sanctuary cities, gun control, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but those, are, those are more cultural issues than God issues. Right, we need to take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Pastor Garrett Graupner about Romans 13. Should we just obey the government? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law. Now it's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now, we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99, or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod, get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-ObeyGod right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Pastor Garrett Graupner. His website, fervent.org, and his church is Fervent Church in Colorado Springs. When are uh, Sunday morning worship services? 10 a.m but we're about ready to go to two services, but we're at 10 a.m. right now. We just put out another 50 chairs, so. So that tells me you're growing, and, yes. and I wanna ask this, because the, the political churches here in town seem to be growing, but there was a time when they were diminishing. I've, I've 
preached in churches where there's an 800 seat auditorium, but now there's only 100 people attending, and the congregation got scared away by a pastor who talked maybe too much about politics. You're the opposite, you're preaching politics and your church is growing, can you explain why? Um, well, I do teach the Bible, uh, you know, you know, we go through books of the Bible, Ephesians, right? but I, from time to time, will when something's heavy on my heart, I'll do, I'll do a study. Like Disney, really, uh, for lack of a better word, triggered me, <laughs> right, to speak on the LBGTQ movement and and how it's infiltrating our society and how it's being normalized. Um, I taught on uh, one race, one blood when uh, the CRT issue was hot. I've taught on Romans 13 because I think people in America have a, a convoluted uh, idea of Romans 13. Romans 13 uh, is, is written uh, against a government that, that is not tyrannical for, for starters. Uh, but it also, I mean, in America, when somebody says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, I always ask the question, well, who's Caesar? Well, it's we the people. And people can't connect the dots on that. We were founded by godly men on godly principles who used the scriptures to found our great nation. And, and the first four battles in the Revolutionary War were fought by, guess what? Pastors, the Black Road Regiment. First four battles, Lexington, Concord, were fought by pastors, Jonas Clark, uh, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, most of, uh, well, not most of, but I would say 50% of George Washington's generals were pastors. Interesting, so, because they literally, the pastor in the revolution, they would take off their black preaching robe on Sunday correct. and they would have a military uniform and they'd go get their long rifle and lead their congregation like a like a, a an army regiment to go out and fight in the revolution. The pastors were the generals. Correct, so so you had this culture where they, you know, all the all the founding fathers were going off of, of, of a pastor that was 100 years before that, his name was John Wise. And I don't know if you've ever, read any of John Wise's sermons. And so they built a lot of the Constitution and, and the Bill of Rights with John Wise's sermons in mind. Interesting. And, and, and that was 100 years before. And, and people back then, if there was an earthquake, they would preach on earthquakes. If there was, if there was a, a, some kind of cultural thing going on in the country, they would preach on that. They would find it in the scriptures, they would exegete the, exegete the scriptures, and then they would bring their sermons to bear on what was going on in the culture. Here, pastors are silent. They, matter of fact, I spoke to 42 pastors in town and I, and I, and I quoted a lot out of, uh, and I always say his name wrong, Erwin Lutzer. Yeah. Is it Lutzer or Lutzer? Yeah, Moody Church, Chicago. Yes. Great, great uh, uh, divinity pastor, yeah. Great book, Forgetting God, you know, Seven Lessons from Nazi Germany. Wow. Um, excellent book. And uh, you know, how, how we have, gone that way. There was two pastors, Nolemeyer and, and Bonhoeffer, that stood up against Hitler. Everybody else didn't want to shake the status quo. They didn't want, they, they, their idea was safety first, safety first, and appeasement second. And look what happened. And, and, wow. and, and, and Neumeyer said, he said, the worst thing about all of this is, it's not the attacks from the Nazis, it's not being thrown into prison, it was the assault by the other, the 2,000 other pastors that were aligned with them in the beginning that had flopped on them, flipped on them, excuse me, right, and and came up against them, and they they said that was the deepest pain because and of course now everybody looks back, right? I mean there was a church on the railroad tracks where they would ship by the tra trains were full of Jews, and one guy said he was so grieved that the fact that what they would do when the trains would come by is they would just sing louder, 
as the as the Jews cried out from the from the trains. That's not. And so, not what enough. are we going to do? Sing louder? Why all these? Why seventy million babies cry out from the ground? No. Death? Uh, are we going to sing loud? I mean, really? What? Uh, we need to address these issues. And after I spoke to these pastors, some of them called me up the next day and said, "Garrett, where's the tyr Where's the tyranny in this nation?" Yeah. And I'm scratching my head, going, "Are you guys watching CNN? <laughs> or you? Yeah. I mean, what? You have a teaching on fervent.org." And, and they can find your YouTube channel. YouTube channel is the easiest place to find it. It's called Romans 13, Forgetting God. Romans 13, Forgetting God. Now, Romans 13 encourages obedience to the government, but- Here's Act, the problem, we Acts, the people are the government. We, the, we are the government. <laughs> and then Acts chapter four, Peter and John were brought into the Pharisees Amen. and said, you must not preach or teach or anything at all in Jesus' name. And they disobeyed the government of their day. They disobeyed the Pharisees. They said, uh, we must obey God rather than men. They kept on preaching and teaching in Jesus' name and they were flogged for their disobedience. Is there a place for civil disobedience? I'll give you two better than that. What about John the Baptist? Wow. He was standing up against everybody. Yeah. I mean, he was against the establishment. I mean, you cannot say that John the Baptist was a pacifist. You cannot say John the Baptist was a, uh, um, well, I, I, I need to be ahead. careful. Go ahead. Um, John the Baptist looked them in the eyes, whether it was the Romans or the or Herod. I mean, he confronted Herod on his sin. Yeah. You know, he confronted the politician Herod on his sin. And he was beheaded for it. And he was beheaded for it, but he stood up. And we look at him and, and, and Jesus himself said, there's no greater man than that, except for those that will believe in Jesus Christ and become the temple of the Holy Spirit, wow. right? But talk about another revolutionary. What about Jesus? I mean, Jesus face-to-face -face with, with Pilate, face-to-face -face with the Pharisees, face-to-face -face with the Sadducees, constantly calling them what? Brood of vipers, sons of the devil, children of hell, whitewashed tombs. I mean, these are two radical guys that were, that were resisting the establishment, if you will, of the day. Matthew 23, Jesus says seven times, woe to you Pharisees and hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And he goes after the lawyers of his day. Uh, Jesus was a revolutionary and he was crucified for that. Yeah. Let's take a short break. When we come back more with Pastor Garrett Graupner. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen, or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also gonna include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three 
is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Pastor Garrett Graupner. Pastor, I wanna ask, um, your church seems to be thriving and growing in the midst of this and having revolutionary changes in local politics. Just a couple examples. Uh, I attended state assembly, congressional assembly, county assembly this past month, and they ask, how many of you, of you here are delegates for the first time? About 75% of the room raised their, raised their hands. Yeah. The we churches, had tons of caucus training and everything at our church. The churches mm -hmm. are sending new people, fresh blood by the, by the thousands into mm -hmm. local politics and the incumbents are afraid. There are incumbent Republican legislators who are now second line on the ballot because the first line went to uh, a, an, an ultra conservative who's new into politics. There's, there's an anti-incumbency mood across America and I think even some Republicans are gonna lose their seat and we're gonna have fresh blood in the Republican party as they take back the, the House of Representatives in November. Well, like I say all the time, voting records do not lie. Politicians lie. And it would be awesome if politicians could wear like NASCAR racers who their support is on their jacket. And we'd really see who they really are. Who they're bought uh, and paid for by. Amen. And like uh, you know, a sitting, a sitting congressman bought and paid for by uh, the military industrial military complex, and if you really search out where that who owns those companies, it's p people like BlackRock. You know, nine point six trillion dollars, approaching ten trillion dollars uh, of companies, BlackRock. And if you look on there, Merck, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer. I mean, uh, along with you know Raytheon and all the military complex things. So if you look at who's investing in certain people's uh, campaigns. Follow the money, follow the money. No okay? wonder, no wonder they voting. wanted to close, oh, the, close the churches during COVID. Did your church stay open? Oh yeah, we never closed, never will. So yeah. um, uh, we, we did get kicked out of the high school. So then uh, after a couple of months, we went to the park and just did uh, um, acoustic. And if anybody showed up, we were, we we're having a BLM meeting, we'd have been fine. They'd let us, you know. <laughs> yeah, peaceful uh, protesting <laughs> is okay, but church worship <laughs> on Easter is not okay. Uh, right. Everything was upside down during COVID. Um, but, but, but back to what I was saying is, is, is the fact of the matter is, the reason why these guys are losing their seats is, is because they compromise. And we are sick of compromise. There is no more room for comp compromise. In the church, in the political arena, if you're gonna call yourself a conservative, you better have a 100% conservative voting record, not 50%. I yeah. mean, think about it. If your kids get a 50% or 60%, or even a, even a 70% on their on their report, report card, card. Yeah. what are you gonna say to them? That's failing. Well, I have eight kids. That's why I fight so hard. I, I, I don't wanna lose this country. I say, no way, that is failing. This is ridiculous. You're gonna bring those grades up or, or else. And that's kind of what's happened. Everybody was uh, had seen the, their, their voting records and now they're, they're like, what? 
You're representing me and you have a 60% conservative voting record, really? I have met pastors who are afraid of preaching politics and, and I'm not one of those and you're not one of those, but their, their fear is I'm gonna lose my tax exempt status or I'm gonna lose my tithing members. Some people in my congregation are gonna leave and they're gonna stop paying my salary. The church's income is dependent on sometimes being popular. Uh, can you gently encourage that pastor to find a, find a backbone? Yeah, so basically, I mean, I get my, I, I get my money from God. I don't get it from any, anybody else. God, 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 God always has provided for us. Be honest with you, our tithing's gone up since, uh, since really? we've been standing, oh, twice as much. Wow. It's been going steadily up. So here's the coolest thing. And one of my buddies, uh, he's vi vice president of Billy Graham uh, Association, Tom Phillips out in South, in North Carolina. And he told me the same thing that we're experiencing. I am baptizing conservative Republicans that have given their life to Christ for the first time because they come to the church expecting to hear something and, and hearing the gospel and said and saying, you know what, this rings true in my heart. And uh, Tom told me as well, he's saying they are baptizing conservative moral Republicans that didn't know Jesus Christ. And we're experiencing the exact same thing. It's so all about I baptize, the gospel. Yeah. What so is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Somebody out there is not saved. Would you lead them in a prayer? Absolutely. So the gospel of Jesus Christ is extremely simple. It's, it's the life and ministry of Jesus Christ combined with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Christ. But don't get this, don't miss this part. As well as his ascension and his glorification, which then sends forth the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. So that's the complete gospel. Amen. And, 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 and what the gospel saves us from, not only saves us from ourself, but it saves us from the wrath of God, the judgment of God, and from the sins that are in our life that separate us from a holy and righteous God. So. Um, would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely, I would love to. Lord, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today. And we just praise you and we worship you. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. And Lord, we know that you are fighting for us. We ask first and foremost that you would sweep a, a revival across our nation, that you would send your Holy Spirit convicting those of, of righteousness, sin, and judgment, bringing them into the kingdom of the Son of your love. And so, Lord, we lift our lives up to you. We just pray. I pray if there's anybody watching right now that doesn't know the, the, the abundant life and the forgiveness that they can experience and the justification and the redemption they can experience in Jesus Christ, that you would, Lord, lead them to the grace that only comes from you. I thank you for Dr. Chaps, Lord, and I just pray that you would bless him and his ministry and bless this program. And Lord, I pray that if there's anybody um, out there, Lord, that is hurting or broken or, or, or feeling lost and destitute, that they would find a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching church and find their way into the doors to get ministered to and discipled and to become fervent, faithful followers of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit. If you can, or if you just prayed with him, we want you to call us toll free at 866-Obey-God to get prayer in your life. 866-Obey-God, call us now. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings 
We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 